hey, wait, before you go any further, I just wanted to say thank you so much for clicking on our podcast, the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. And I would love if you would take this moment right now to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, give me a like, give me a comment on this video, give me five stars, leave some recommendations in the comments. You know, I would love to hear from you guys. So thank you so much again for listening. Stay sunny. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. All things city here are 100% my personal opinion, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So sit back, turn it up, and stay sunny. Hello, everyone. It is your girl, Bree, and I'm just a black 20-something girl trying to make it in this tremendously crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to try and help along the way. And this is the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. I am so glad that you guys are here with me. Um, so I guess we should just dive into the sad part first. And that last week, in last week's episode, you know, I addressed the mass shooting that happened in Georgia. So then imagine my surprise when there was another mass shooting yesterday on Monday, March 22nd, that claimed the lives of 10 people. And the shooter got to walk away both times. So, yeah. The thing that's just so crazy about, well, before I get into my opinions, I want to send my condolences to the families that were lost, um, the family members that were lost to families, um, you know, send my condolences to the families of the victims because this is ridiculous. And it's so sad and heartbreaking to see um, like their family members speak out on social media because a lot of the times if family members are on social media, they'll go viral and you'll end up seeing them because of just the news traffic. And I saw one where this girl's dad um, was murdered in the, you know, shooting. And uh, he, she posted a picture of her and her father walking down the aisle at her wedding, so that was very sad, but um, sending condolences to them, and just the community of Denver, Colorado, and just Colorado in general, it is ridiculous at the amount of mass shootings and mass casualty events that have happened in Colorado, but then also in a lot of posts that people have been posting um, about the statistics that have happened in Colorado um, are that they're all shot by AR-15s. And so the crazy thing about this, um, one of the many crazy things is that 10 days before um, the state of Colorado tried to ban AR-15 usage, I'm pretty sure, they tried to do some massive gun um, reform where it would protect people against the use of, you know, semi-automatic assault rifles. And um, they... The bill was denied, of course, because people are so pressed about them taking away assault rifles of military-grade guns. They're so afraid that they're going to take them away in suburbia and just all crime is going to break loose. <laughs> um, so 10 days before the shooting, that happened. So I'm, you know, as I say at the beginning of every episode, you know, these are just 100% my personal opinions, but if I was that judge, I'd feel like an idiot right now. Like, all the people who think, you know, gun reform is not necessary, like, you know, you need guns to protect yourselves in a situation like this, like, I would feel stupid. Like, like, there are moments, I don't even want to say there are moments when, you know, guns are necessary, but the fact that, like, people can go to stores and just buy AR-15s willy-nilly like you're oh I'm going to buy a new laptop tomorrow like like that's the easiness 
that like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy a new pair of shoes. Like that scares me how easy you can get, you know, weapons that just cause chaos so easy. And yet it's so hard to get other things like, hey, insurance. And even when you have insurance, finding people who will take your insurance, who cover your insurance, is your insurance going to take things enough? But that, let me not get on a whole universal health care rant. Um, it is ridiculous at the fact that there have been, so at first I thought there was only seven mass shootings that have happened this year. But apparently there have been 102, I think 102 or 120, over 100 mass shootings that have happened this year alone. We are only in the third month of the new year. Like, something has got to be done. Because there's no reason that you should have above... I don't even know gun calibers like that. Like, when I watch all these crime shows, they're like, oh, it was a 45, it was a 19, it was a whatever. I don't know. But, like, you need maybe a pistol. You just need a gun to scare people. At this rate, carry around a butcher knife. I'd be more scared of a person with a butcher knife than a gun. And I say that, and then I never want to be in a situation with either. But, like, it is just ridiculous, you know? So... That happened on top of, um, you know, victims of the Asian hate crime and their families. Um, And then on top of all of that, you know, there are still proceedings of the loss of black lives that have been happening. Um, That was happening last year. And so just a few things with all of this violence that have been going around with regarding the there, there's sort of a rift between the Asian communities and black communities, and there's a rift between the black community about whether we should support Asian people or not. No matter, innocent lives are taken. No matter if you see them based off their profession, based off of microaggressions that you've experienced, the people that lost their lives were literally trying to make a living. There is no reason for there to be a divide. And there is, it is ridiculous. That's all I'm going to say about that, that there should be no divide. We are literally fighting one common oppressor. Like, a lot of minority groups are fighting one common oppressor. White people, specifically white men. And then this goes to my other point of how I saw a tweet earlier that was like a lot of these um, like bad things that have happened are because of men and white men. And someone was like, maybe it's white men that are the problem. And I mean, I don't, I don't want to say anything, but like, pointing that way, that white men are the problem. I mean, men are the problem of most of the time in general in a lot of events in history. No matter any, in any facet of history, anywhere, men cause most of the problems. And then as of today's current world, white men. Just, just can't stop white menning. Who would have thought that would have been a verb today? Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Denver, Colorado. Another mass shooting that has happened. Gun control, gun reform. At this rate, just take them away. <laughs> we don't need them. You're going to have to learn how to use a bow and arrow if you want to go hunting. Like, I... It is ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. Um, And people are like, well, I'm a responsible gun owner. I never do that. Well, the fact that many white men have gotten to go shoot up places and still walk out of there alive, breathing. Some people even gotten to go get a Whopper meal from Burger King. While people's lives have been lost, People have been killed in cold blood. People have been killed in their homes, in the street, in a church, in a grocery store, in in countless schools. But white men who perpetrate these crimes, you know, get to go 
and they say, oh, it's just having a bad mental health day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if every time someone had a bad mental health day, they just got to wildlife on society? The earth would be in smithereens. Like, we would have been kaput. Like, it is ridiculous. Re freaking dick you plus. So, yes. Now, on to the next thing <laughs> that has been going on. Um, so, sorry if you guys hear me typing. Um, so I am looking up information on my next topic. So you guys would think, um, (laughs) that I would do tons of intensive research before. Normally I would, but I'm trying to get back on my regular posting schedule. So I have, I didn't do as much research, as much prior research, but that's the beauty of recording on my laptop is that I can just, you know, move over to the next screen and, you know, Google it. But, um, David Dobrik, (laughs) blog squad, he's been the big name on YouTube for a long time, gives away Teslas, different things like that. But there have been so many controversies with this man. Um, amid, there have been, this is a content warning, um, content warning for this is there will be mentions of rape, sexual assaults, um, all that. So if that is discomforting for you to talk about, you can just, you know, hit the 30 arrow like a few times and hopefully I should be done talking about this and if I'm not, skip a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so in an article from insider.com, the title says, David Dobrik lost YouTube subscribers amid a series of controversies, including a rape allegation against a 2018 member of the vlog squad, according to Social Blade. So, um, yeah, so his U- his subscriber count is dropping, he's losing sponsorships, and so the whole situation with influencers is aside like most of their money comes from branding aside from viewership um that's the basic rundown of it um and if they have other businesses and other things in which to generate income but if you are an influencer large or micro influencer the way that revenue is generated is based off of the people who follow you view your content and companies that want to reach out for you so he is losing all of that by the moment And so the reason I found out about this is I want to say Megan Rinks, at Megan Rinks on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. She's a YouTuber I followed on since middle school. I talked about about her all the time. Like, (laughs) when I tell you guys, this is literally, like, my time to talk to myself and say everything that's in my head and just record it and hopefully people will listen and like it. Um, That's it. So, but anyway, uh, I... Found out through her, and I think it may have came up on, like, my For You page. I really don't follow that whole crew of people. Um, He gave me the creeps, TBH. Um, Yeah, but he is losing it, and apparently it's either him or his best friend uh, sexually assaulted um, someone, a part of their vlog squad, and then they decided they spoke out on it recently. And th- apparently, the friend, his one of his best friends involved, was has also an assaulter prior. And there's something with Trisha Paytas, uh, where he did some messed up things to Trisha Paytas, and it's just a lot of things um, that have been going on. And there's so many articles, and there's also a podcast. Um, H3H, I think, is one, and there's a few others um, that have been breaking down um, 
this whole situation. But um, my thing is, is, you know, with this whole sitch, there are some people who need a platform and there are some people who don't. And, you know, I get it. Everybody is entitled to say what they want to say, even though it's stupid, do what they want to do, even though it could <laughs> stupid and could get them in jail. Um, and they deserve to be in jail sometimes. You know, people have the right to do whatever they want to do. But it's, like, now that everything is sort of resurfacing around this situation of the assault that happened in 2018, if y'all heard that cough, that was my dog. I'm so sorry. Um, But around the um, allegations that happened in 2018 with the member of the vlog squad, I don't know um, their name, and then Trisha Paytas, and um, and just that whole arena. He's also just said some very like crazy homophobic, anti-Semitic, like ah, ah, crazy stuff. And you know, like when I listen to these clips, it's very cringy. So now that it's very much trending um, on a lot of. Social media places, you can literally just type in his name and everything will come up. Um, so I hate to say, you know, Google it, pause this and Google it and then come back. But sorry, guys. But I'm going to have to do the same to keep updated on it. It's an ongoing thing and I feel like it will be an ongoing thing. And But the worst part about these scandals, about celebrity scandals, is that when they make videos to address it, like, videos are worse. Like, I don't want to say I would prefer an iOS press release or, you know, it looks like they typed it up in Canva and put a cute little logo on the bottom. I would love to say that, you know, a video could be better than that, but most of the time, I'd rather just read it because it's cringy, because you can see the body language, and most of the time, if you actually mean what you say, it can be conveyed over words. But if you don't mean what you say, it's just very awkward looking at you, knowing that you're wrong and knowing that I want to make your face a dartboard target. So, yeah. So, David Dobrik, gross. Hate to see it. And the thing is, is that, like, so many people, you know, loved his vlogs and he gave away cars and cash and things like that. Also, he had, like, the puzzle and people thought if they solved this puzzle, they would get, what's it called, $100,000. He's paying people $0.25, cents, $0.50, cents, something like that. So it's just been re-freaking-diculous. So we'll see where this goes. Maybe there'll be an update next week where I tell you, give you guys my thoughts. But also, this is just what happens when you give white men platforms. Like, to be completely honest... Like, you just, like, it's just cringy. He reminds me of, like, the, like, the, like, the alternative popular kids. Like, they were popular because they either played sports or had a lot of friends or, like, the cool parents who let them do all the fun stuff. But really, they were cool because you could go over to their house and get into the parent's sucker cabinet and they really didn't care or whatever. He gives me very much that vibes. And I almost said who he reminds me of from my high school class, but I'm not going to do it. Uh huh. Yeah, so he gives me very much just creepy vibes. Like, you just know they're going to grow up and something crazy is going to happen and you're going to end up hearing about it. And unfortunately, that has happened to a lot of people from my high school and also from my graduating class in general. So, love that for me. Um, So, next, let's move on to Dirk Jackson. First of all, I'm going to clown this man by the way you spell Jackson. Who spells Jackson in four letters? Jackson is seven-letter name. But no, this man spells his name J, or maybe it's five. It's like J-A-X-N-S-S-N, something like that. It's stupid. But let me tell you what's even stupider. Him, because he has the corncob audacity to sit his corny behind up here and say that you shouldn't cheat on women, you shouldn't cheat on black women, and calling out all these, like, he called out the pastor and called out all these people for, like, cheating and treating the women wrong. Meanwhile, you were doing it to your wife for multiple years. This wasn't a one-time offense. I mean, one time was still awful, 
but like multiple times, multiple years, like four years, I think. And the thing that's so cringy is like how I said, I would much rather hear things in iOS press release. He did it on a whole YouTube channel and then he went live and then he made his wife sit there and she just looks like she is shackled to this man against her will. She looks terrified and I don't want to you know, speak on anybody else's situation, but I'm just like, why am I here to listen to you confess that you did me wrong? I know I was there. Like, what are we doing? So, yeah. That's messed up. And, um, like, I used to watch his Facebook videos, and I was like, wow, you know, he's talking, he's talking some sense, you know, treat women right, and da-da-da-da-da. Little did I know. <laughs> Guess who I was those times? Boo-boo, last name, fool. Because, what? Like, you literally say, and it wasn't even like, a long time ago that I liked this man's Facebook videos. I'm pretty sure I liked one last year, like in 2020 sometime. But for four years, four years, you're going to sit up and tell men how to treat women and women need to do this and da 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 And you're over here cheating on your wife. Like, I hope sis leaves him, does better, and glows up. And then also, so there's another podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, if you guys don't know that about me, which I'm pretty sure you all do, um, the podcast called Cocktails, Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe, they're based out of Atlanta. Hey guys, if you are ever listening to this, if you guys also listen to that podcast, or if you guys are interested in a, um, sex positive podcast, um, they are super cool, super dope, two black women, go support them, tell them I sent you, leave a comment saying, hey, I'm here for him. Um, the Sunflower Chronicles, they don't know who I am, but it'd be nice, you know, just get my name out there. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they did an episode with him, and <laughs> I'm just waiting to see if they address it on their episode this week or next week, or if they like do lives and stuff. They do stuff on Patreon. And, you know, I'm only subscribed to, like, one or two Patreons, and it's, like, you know, $5 a month, $1, like, $2 a month or whatever for some of them. But, like, I may have to do one time, you know, subscribe on Patreon because uh, your girl wants to hear. Your girl wants to hear what they have to say about this because this is just ridiculous. Like, there's just been so many scandals, scandals after scandals after scandals, like, this whole year. Like, can I get a break? Like, I want something fun in the movie, in the news. Like, a good movie's coming out. Or when all of the shows that I like that came out last year are renewing for season two. Because a lot of the shows I like, they've been backed up on production because of COVID. It's so mad. Um, but yes, Derek Jackson. Cheated on your wife. Made her sit through a whole YouTube video and an Instagram live. So I just. Ugh, creepy, cringy. And the thing, also another thing with this whole situation is that people, <laughs> people are calling out Christian marriages about the whole sexuality and purity culture and things like that. And I'm not a spokesperson for the church. I am a Christian. I try not to force my beliefs upon every single person I meet because I would hate it. I hate it when people do it, and it's not even religious things, just other things in general. I hate it. It gives off creepy vibes. And also, when I feel that if you say, you know, if you make yourself seem perfect when you're presenting this idea to people, and then you in turn are still not perfect, kind of defeats the purpose. Like, it's <laughs> present it with your faults. Like, Whenever in the past, like I used to work at a Christian cheer camp and this, um, this girl, so side story, but like, I just got, my, I got my car, my going into my sophomore year of college. I was going to call it my 10th grade year of college, but it's sophomore year. But anyway, um, and my mom did, not, excuse me. My mom did not want me to drive my car to camp. Because, uh, you know, 
what's it? She didn't want me to drive my camp, my car to camp because one, it was supercar. It was um, somewhere in like South Georgia. She was like, you've never driven on the highway before. And I was like, well, this can be my first time. And she was like, it's not going to be your first time in your new car. So um, there was that. But I had, um, I got someone to drive me back home. And on the way back, we, she was talking. So she was new to Christianity, things like that. And she was asking me questions. She was like, why do you think all these bad things happen? And I was like, I don't know. And I really wanted to say why, I mean, you know, slavery happened. And I still don't know the rhyme or reason um, about that. But and eventually we just got on this topic, like, what does this relationship mean to you? And I said, honestly, is finding hope. And that's an answer that, like, I really have come into this year. But back then I was like, you know, just finding, finding a way to be positive in a world that is seemingly all the time negative and then also you know believing that that you can still accomplish and be good even if you feel like you're being judged based off of the quote-unquote wrong things that you're doing and yeah so but anyway uh purity culture has not been the best Like, I literally am just going to say it. Like, purity culture got shoved down so many people's throat. And then because of that, you just build up people who, you know, just become so hyper-focused when they get in relationships on sex and things like that. And it's like, I realized that, like, ooh, maybe I need to take a step back, you know, from certain things. Never been in a relationship and things like that. But it's just... Like, instances like this, the whole Derek Jackson situation, it just highlights how, you know, you get told don't (laughs) hoe around, like, especially girls, like, you get told to, like, be pure and don't sleep with 10 men, you know, however many you think a lot is and, you know wear this and do this and present yourself for a man like this and it's like oh but you don't tell guys this you say hey you you tell guys you should save yourself for marriage and then that's it that's that's pretty much where the relationship talk kind of stops for guys and that's unfortunate guys need to do better (laughs) um and you know Fortunately, I know a lot of guys that, you know, are Christian or who are not, who have just been stand-up guys, but that's because they just had to work at it on their own. Because we look at the people who raised us and then the people who raised them, it's kind of like you forgot where you get your relationship values are. And it's like, yeah, so I'm rambling, but I hope you guys get the gist of what I'm trying to say, that these relationships get put on a pedestal and when they start to crumble, it points out the flaws, but then there were already there were already flaws to begin with. Like, if your whole platform is don't cheat and be a good person and you are going to turn off the camera and get off your platform and then go do that, like... Where's the where's the remorse? Like, where's your conscience outside of a religious context? Like, does that does that not make you feel guilty that you're leading people on? Um, so yes. And then, what else do I have? Boy, get social. Um, I saw this tweet. Um, that it is so hot in my room, y'all. I have to turn off my, one of my fans in my room um, because it is super, super loud. Like, sometimes, like you guys may be able to hear the ceiling fan, but the other fan I have running, it is so loud and <laughs> so hot. Um, but anyway, the there is there was a tweet I saw that was going around, and it was um, a graphic, an infographic of the percentages of what, you know, kids want to do. And a lot of it is artistic jobs, influencer, YouTuber, blogger. Um, 
and things like that. And then someone quoted, quoted it, quoted the tweet and said, oh, kids don't want normal jobs and things like this. And what I took away from that is I wish that people would tell kids that pursue creative things. Like art is always, the arts are always the first programs to go in school budget cuts. And why is that when it's, when people consume art every day, even in the most basic senses of the word is that you consume art with fashion, with um, designs of cars, with architecture, with uh, me, like with graphics, uh, on the news media you watch, on the TV you watch, on the music you listen to, you know, all of those things, you consume art. And, you know, growing up, even for me, like, I got told that there's no money in creative jobs, but art is something, art and creativity is consumed even in the general senses every single day. So it's so unfortunate that, like, people are like, oh, kids want to do that, like, do creative jobs and be influencers and things like that as it's a bad thing. You know, kids now know that you can work and enjoy something and it be fun and it still be lucrative and beneficial. And some kids don't want to go to college and some kids realize that for some professions, college is not necessary. Like, yes, education is essential, but you can be properly educated in other ways than just going to college and get a degree. And I say this as a college graduate. Like, I am so thankful that I got a college degree, and I wanted to go to college since I was a little kid. So that was always something that I wanted to do. But some people realize that maybe this this isn't something I want to do. Like, there are other ways that I can get an education and pursue something that I want to do, and I admire them. And I look at those people that did that and that are successful and in their field. And, you know, I, I'm jealous that kids now are, are growing up and saying, I want to pursue something creative. I want to pursue something that's not, out of the, like, that's not part of the ordinary scheme of what kids should grow up and do. I'm jealous of that. And now, you know, I say this as if I'm, like, <laughs> late in life, like I'm in my 70s or something. But, you know, like, I am in my early 20s. And realizing that I have so much more of life to go and there's still so much time for me to accomplish what I want to. But I wish that I would have had that push, that creativity is okay to pursue, you know? Um, So that's one thing I saw on Twitter. And then the other thing is I just saw Dwayne Wade being an awesome parent talking on I Am An Athlete about Pose. First of all, I'm so sad that Pose is on their final season. And... um. Even though, like, a lot of shows I wish stayed on, like, a lot of shows that I like wish stayed on for, like, tons and tons of season, but, like, shows like Insecure, Pose, I can't even think of other shows, but, like, those two shows specifically, like, they only need five seasons to to complete the story um, in which that they're trying to tell. Now, I think Pose could have, like, squeezed out a solid, like, ten. Yeah. But, um, you know, I hate to see a good thing go, but that means bigger and better, greater things. And like that leaves a legacy of a show. Like Pose is something that's going to be forever talked about. Like you, you put these queer icons on TV, you make an iconic TV show that literally is representation for kids, adults, for older people that show that you can be okay who you are. And I love that it's set in the 80s, or is it set in the 90s? Set in the past, set in the 80s or 90s. And it just explores a world that doesn't get pop, like that, it explores a world that does not get popularized for who it is, but its culture gets taken from it and gets mainstream, but doesn't get the credit, you know? Um, but anyway, I'm going to miss Pose so much if you cannot tell. Um, But Dwayne Wade was talking about Pose on I'm an Athlete. And I don't even know what prompted the conversation, um, but I've just seen the clip. And I don't know if it's recent, 
episode or if it's one of like the first ones they did but it's but he was talking about Pose and it's just so amazing to see Dwayne Wade be a father to Zaya Wade like she is already iconic and she's like 11 or 12 she's interviewed Michelle Obama her dad is Dwayne Wade her stepmom is Gabrielle Union her sister is Kav the meme queen like and it is just so amazing to see and have see a young a young girl have that much support in her identity in her sexuality and who she is as a person just i wish nothing but the best for the wades like literally and it's just so annoying how each week people just type on their ashy little fingers and crusty elbows and have the audacity on Beyonce's internet to say, you know, like, I would never let my child, uh, uh, you know, come out as trans, or I'd never let my child do this, that, and the third. All right, Boosie, we get it. Like, you're a little obsessed. You're a little jealous. Like, we get it. Like, back up. But also, it is just very telling of the people who are saying this, and you know that they that that's not a good parent. Like, I don't care how you spin it. Kicking your child out. That that was the point of the conversation. I don't even think I said that. Wow, my ADHD is kicking in. Um, but the point of the conversation is that he was talking about Pose and on the episode when, oh my gosh, you got it. But one of the characters got kicked out because he was gay. It was in the first season. Oh my God, what is his name? I can't even say. Oh my God. Um, but one of the characters got kicked out of his house because he was gay. They said, I don't want that in my house. And it's like, these are stories that are still happening. Like there was a girl on my Twitter feed um, this weekend and she said that her mom kicked her out because she was gay or queer. I don't know exactly her identity, but she was not straight. I know that. Um, And it was just sad. Like you... You birthed this child into the world. And you so-called say you want the best for your child. But wanting the best for your child is accepting them in every asset of their life. And it is sad at the fact that people um, you know But, like, this is a reality, and that parents kick their child out because of that. Like, I tell my dad and I tell my mom all the time, like, that's the dumbest thing any parent can do at any age. It is ridiculous. Like, I, I've literally seen I've seen friends who, you know, talk about having family members that don't accept their quote-unquote lifestyle. It is not a lifestyle. Like, this note, like people need to get rid of this notion that like you can choose who you're attracted to. No, you can't. You cannot choose who you're attracted to. If that were so, do you think people would willingly, like a lot of people would willingly want to be attracted to straight men? Because it is sad out here. Sad. So sad. Um, like, yeah, so big ups to Dwayne Wade for being a parent and like that's the crazy thing is like unconditional love and support and trying to make your best efforts to understand your child that shouldn't be applauded at the magnitude that people are applauding it at the magnitude I'm applauding it like we are at this moment we are applauding a fish for swimming but right now he is the only fish that is swimming and the rest are floating so Big ups to Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, to Zaya Wade, to Kav, to Zaya's family, Zaya's mom. You know, I hope that she continues to get amazing love and support. I support her, an icon. She's great. I love when she and Gabrielle get on TikTok when they did the one. Tell us you watched 10 Things I Hate About You without telling me you watched 10 Things I Hate About You. I think that's the movie they did, but, you know, it's good. Um, 
But now that was get social. That was all the hot topic. You know, that was our that's our trademark that we're Nubians, I think. But that's all the pop culture topics, um, and things that are a buzz in the world. Um, I tweeted out, and um, one of my friends on Twitter uh, responded. Um, but I tweeted, "Do people check the trending page on Twitter?" And I check it, so I have things to talk about. Um, on here for the podcast. Um, so yes, but if you guys have any ideas, let me know. Send me an Instagram DM. Send me an email. Like I want to know what you guys want me to talk about, whether it be here um, with Get Social or in Seed of the Week when I have like a main topic to talk about. But yeah. Um. So there's that. So let's hop into Eight Track and Breeze Book Corner. So for 8-Track, I really haven't been listening to a lot of music lately. Um, I've been listening, if I have been listening to music, it's been my um, A Mood playlist. I had to take off my Anita Baker off my Love Songs playlist because she's trying to get her masters back. So, you know, she's asking people not to stream. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to wash my hair? How am I supposed to clean my room? How am I supposed to ride with my grandma in the car? I got to go buy a Baker CD. Like, I'm that pressed. I, like, this is when I need to be burning CDs. Like, oh, can't stream Anita Baker. All right, well, I got my CD, my love song, Mix 86. I'm busting in the DVD player. These are these are the moments, you know? Um, But, yeah, so I've been listening to my A Mood playlist on Apple Music, on Spotify. I've been listening to my Looking Good Lewis um, on Spotify, and yeah, so big ups there, and then, um, let's see, for Bree's Book Corner, um, I will be starting a new book this week, I haven't decided what it'll be, um, I think, I have to look at my book list, um, but I think it'll be either a mystery or Chosen of Blood and Bone, and when I say I'm going to start it, I'm going to actually get the preview um, of the book, read the preview of the book that they give you on like iBooks, and then buy it on my next paycheck, um, but super excited to be reading a new book, and yeah. So that was 8-Track Embry's Book Corner. You guys can follow me on Spotify and Apple Music. I will link my um, Spotify, my music, I'll call them my music accounts. Um, I'll link them below. Um, So you guys can follow me. Um, Yeah, so let's move on to Seed of the Week. So for this week's Seed of the Week, Um, I want to talk about body image. So, body image, the reason I chose body image is because I've been seeing a lot of posts about breast reduction surgeries. Um, And if you guys have not seen any of my pictures on my personal Instagram or, um, I don't think I have a lot of pictures of me on the podcast Instagram. But if you guys go look at my personal Instagram, um... If you guys cannot tell, I have tiggle babies. I have huge boobs. Um, And while they maybe, you know, I make them look okay aesthetically for outfits and things, physically they are painful. (laughs) They hurt my back. They make it uncomfortable for me to sleep. Um, You know, buying clothes is a hassle buying bras is a hassle because every time I have to buy new like if I wanted to buy two new underwire bras that like fit I'd have to use like a third of my paycheck not a third but you know like I have to use like spend a good portion of money to get bras like the last nice nice bra I got that was like an underwire bra um it was like 80 bucks. So two of those will be $160. 
Yeah, no. So I buy a lot of Rihanna's Savage X Fenty, the bralettes, because they offer me support and they don't have underwire in them. But even with bralettes and things, they still hurt sometimes if I wear them for too long. And it is just so uncomfortable. Um, I don't, I try not to wear underwire a lot because it just causes me discomfort. Um, sitting on my ribs and then the straps. And in college, you know, I was on a dance team, so I had to wear a nice bra. And there would be times, by the time I got done with the end of my days, when I was dancing and, like, moving around, I would have had the bra on from morning until early evening. And, like, you know, that's a regular work day. So, like, I <laughs> I realized in high school, I was like, I'm not going to do this to myself. I'm not wearing lots of underwear bra- underwire bras. I'm wearing comfortable bras. I live in sports bras, bandos, bralettes, tight tank tops, you know, because it's crazy. So I have a G-size boob, um, which is a lot. And I know to all of the other people out there who've had big boobs, once you get to a G-cup, it is painful. There are people that I follow that have J, that have I, that have H-size boobs, like, you know, size K. Like, they make bras that go to a size like Q, I think. And I cannot imagine having breasts that big. Like, I can't. But with the boobs I do have, they're painful. And, you know, this goes into the whole body image thing. So I'm researching breast production. I'm starting the search. So it is literally a long, long journey to the end of the tunnel. But I'm starting my journey now of finding, you know, trying out surgeons and things like that. But the thing I'm so nervous about is the fact that I'm fat. Um, I didn't, my voice did, I did not mean to cut my voice out for the word fat. My, (laughs) my throat is dry. I drink a cup of hot apple cider vinegar, um, because it helps with bloat and stomach issues and things like that. And I have a sensitive tummy. Um, so yeah, but my boy, my voice is dry. Um, but yeah, I'm fat, so like I'm scared to go to the doctor. Most of the times, I'm terrified to not terrified, but most of the times, I hate going to the doctor because one of the things that they're going to say is you should just lose weight. Well, nader. It's not like I've spent, oh, I don't know, 11 years of my life trying to lose weight. When I was, uh, let's see, 19, when I was in sixth grade, that was the first time I got told that I need to restrict eating to a certain way, that I was overweight and things like that. But my whole entire life, I have been conscious of the way I weighed since I was about five. Because I remember my dad saying, oh, wow, you hit 80 pounds. Like, he put me on the scale. One day I just stepped on it. He was like, wow, you're 80 pounds. You're big. Yeah. Remember that moment. Um, But I'm so just nervous that they're saying, oh, maybe you're making it up. Maybe if you just lose weight, it'll get better. I've tried. I can't. It's. Not it's not impossible, but it is just so hard with Picos. And on top of having Picos, Picos affects your body in so many different ways. It is undescribable. Like you'll meet someone with Picos and you ask them what their symptoms are and they may have the general symptoms. They may not. But if you ask them, do you have stomach issues? Do you have teeth issues? Do you have other issues? <laughs> this goes on and on and on. Um but I was talking to my aunt because she had she actually had the surgery when she was in high school. And so when I was like a senior in high school, that's when I really started considering it because I was just miserable. I was miserable in middle school when I had to buy these. I was buying, I was wearing D-sized boobs. I had D-sized boobs in high school. So 
I'm not in high school, in middle school. So I've been dealing with these back problems for a long time. And um, these back and these boob problems for a long time. And I was talking to her and I was just telling her how I have this weird imposter syndrome about going for consultations for surgery because I went to the doctor at the beginning of this year because my neck and my back was hurting so bad and I was having arm numbness. And so I've already had a pulmonary embolism, which was super scary. Um, If you guys want me to talk about that, let me know. I can tell you guys that whole story. I think I told it though. I have to go back and look, but if I haven't, let me know. If I have, I'll let you know. Um, but like, you know, I've had a pulmonary embolism before. And so whenever I have any crazy bodily symptoms, I always think, oh my gosh, is this coming back? Like, am I going to have to be in the hospital again? Am I going to have to get surgery again? Am I going to not be able to breathe again? Like I hated having oxygen in my nose, but that was the only way I could breathe and get air. Like it was ridiculous. And the feeling, like, I just remember the feeling of having blood clots. And then I also just remember the feeling of the doctor telling me all of these super scary things. But aside from that, I got went to the doctor and she just prescribed me muscle, like a muscle relaxer or something like that. And she was like, you know, it's fine. And I told her, I said, hey, I think I need a breast reduction. She was like, okay, we can send you a referral. And so they sent me a referral. So I'm going to check out the places that they um, referred me to. But it's just crazy that she, along with that, before she was like, do you think it's other issues? She suggested a diet plan. And I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, I've been suggested diet plans every doctor visit since I was 11. So it's not that I haven't considered it, and it's not that I haven't tried. It's that I'm sick of trying. It is emotionally draining. Um, but, yeah. So along with body image, trying to figure out what is my body image. Do I have a healthy body image of myself? And, you know, sometimes I have to catch myself if I feel like I'm going to get in a deep spiral and restrict my eating or feel like I have to do crazy things to feel thin and um you know things like that and it's just like I want to feel comfortable in my body and on most days I do feel pretty comfortable in my body but sometimes it's hard um you know I just in the past few years or year and a half I would say two years I've become comfortable with the word fat before I hated it it made me cringe it made me want to throw up it made me cry but I realized that like the word fat is literally a descriptor it is not it is a physical descriptor it does not mean less than it does not you know mean that you are not beautiful and things like that so having to come to terms for that for myself and really learning that it is okay to call yourself fat because that is that is what you are and that is okay and yeah so but some days it is rough like I'll see people talk about oh I just feel so big and oh I want to you know, get a surgery and things like that. I've been recommended weight loss surgery twice in my life, and I'm only 22. And it is hard to hear people like, oh, I want to get a tummy tuck and things like that. And it's like, oh, but those consultations are scary, and you have to do a lot of stuff to get before that. And sometimes you realize that it's not even good for your mental health. So, yeah. But I guess just me wanting to talk about body image is, it's it's crazy. Be happy. I can't even say be happy because, you know, there are just going to be days when you don't feel the best about yourself. 
But the thing that has helped me with my body image is that even if I don't like the way I look, just saying one nice thing about yourself, and it doesn't even have to be aesthetic. Like sometimes I'll say, thank you body for for just being able to support me, for being able to, you know, let me sit up and let me eat food that I like and let me play with my dog and hang out with my mom and things like that. Like, you know, just the little things, appreciating your body for its functionality. Because there are days when you can't appreciate your body for its beauty and its flaws. And if I said, oh, you know, you should just learn to love your flaws, I would be lying. Because there is never, like, it is hard for the average person to love their flaws every single day. And, you know... There are days when I feel confident in everything that I am, whether I'm wearing makeup or if I'm not, if I'm dressed cute or if I'm not, you know, if someone says I'm cute or not, you know, I have to, I'm, you know, I'm learning to be okay with either situation, but yeah, it's okay. It's a it's a daily thing. It's literally going to be a daily thing till you get super old and you just do not give a flying fadoodle about what people say. Um, but people that I look up to for body for a positive body image is Lizzo. In all honesty, is that she is doing her lifestyle for herself. And she's loving herself in the body that she's in. I love seeing bigger bodies celebrated. Lizzo, Ashley Chubby Bunny, um, other, uh, Jasmine Stanley. Um, oh my gosh, I can only remember her Twitter handle, but I think it's 36 Gothia on Twitter, whatever. LaShawn, that's her name. Ooh. Um, but, you know, just seeing bigger models and bigger influencers, you know, cel- being celebrated celebrating themselves in bigger bodies, saying that I can be sexy in my bigger body. I can um, be cute in my bigger body. I can achieve all of these fashion things in my bigger body. I can achieve success. I can win a Grammy in a bigger body. Like, seeing all of those people, it is inspiring. And while people may think, oh, you're glorifying obesity, no, they are celebrating the fact that they're making space for it to be okay to be a fat person and not have to feel that you have to change yourself because someone is uncomfortable with the way that you look. Um, But yeah, so that is the seat of the week with body image. I hope that you guys enjoyed my little story. Um, But it looks like we're coming to the end of our episode. And um, I hope that you guys are having a good day. Um, I hope that you guys are staying safe, send up positive vibes, prayers, chants, charge your crystals, however you find hope in the world, whatever you believe in, if you're religious, if you're spiritual, if you're somewhere in between, if you are not, just just have thoughts of peace for every single person in the world because, baby, we are all going through it collectively. Um, so yes, this has been another episode. Please hit me up on, follow me on Instagram at I am dot Brianna M. That's I am dot B-R-E-A-N-A-M. Um, and then you can also follow the pod at sunflowerchronicles.pod on Instagram. And then you can also send me an email if you guys have some stories about how you, handle body image, if you guys have any hot takes on the pop culture topics that I talked about, um, if you guys have any music recommendations, show recommendations, book recommendations, I will literally take it all. Just somebody send me an email. <laughs> like, I sound so desperate right now. Someone send me an email. Um, but yeah, I would love to get to talk to you guys. Um, and yeah, so... I hope that you guys are staying safe. And it has been your girl Brie 
on this episode of the Sunflower Chronicles, and I'm just a black 20-something girl trying to make it in this crazy, crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way. And I hope that you guys, like I've been saying, are staying safe literally in all aspects of the word. Wear your mask. Oh, I forgot to mention, I got vaccinated today on March 23rd. Um, but, you know, staying safe, wearing your mask, um, being vigilant, keep your head on the swivel, have somebody watch your six, watch somebody else's six. Um, yeah. And stay sunny. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye y'all.